Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special guest. His name is Ryan Chapman, and he is one of my own personal heroes. He's a small business owner who's run and has multiple small businesses and has an internet has an internet-based product that I personally use and have been subscribing to for I think a little over a year now in addition to Infusionsoft for all our marketing friends out there that know about Infusionsoft or want to learn about it. We can talk more about that some other time. But this guy is super sharp. He's written books, spoken on stages. He has um, he's an international, spoken on the international level and done all sorts of amazing things. He's an all-around cool guy who I've always felt like I could reach out to and ask uh, for marketing help and guidance, and he's personally helped me. So, without further ado, I'd like to help you uh, have you help me welcome Ryan to the show. Ryan, are you there? Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. Here. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was a kind and generous uh, intro. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. I know you've got a lot going on. You're a busy guy. You've got you've got a bunch of kids. How many kids do you have, Ryan? I have six. Six kids. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. That's a feat until yeah, itself. Yeah, pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. And you, one of them, I saw recently on the Facebook, where uh, he's actually getting ready to go out and do a mission of sorts. Is that right? Yeah, he's going to uh, Calgary, Canada, for a couple of years. Nice. So we're pretty excited for him, but it's also kind of a weird thing because you have little kids too, right, Winston? Yeah, I got a little boy, and, you know, I get so bent out of shape when I don't see him for a day or two if I'm working so much. And so, yeah, two, kind of, yeah. two years. Is we're like, just hitting that phase where <laughs> they're starting to leave now, and so it, just, it enters a whole new dynamic if you like your kids, which I do. So, um, <laughs> right. you know, it's... It, you know, it's kind of it's a little tough sometimes, but you know, yeah. like the topic of your podcast, you kind of have to go with the flow. You can't really stop life. Life is going to mm-hmm. continue to move, whether you like it or not. And so, mm-hmm. learning how to to roll with that and appreciate the moment that you're in, I think, is a critical factor, not just for life or, or business, but also for life. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You. That's. That's it. I get. I like that you said you can't stop life because that's that's true. I mean, that's it. Just changes and it goes, and you got to be you got to be able to able to go with it, right? You can't hold it back. Yeah, you know, I, I, this is kind of a perhaps a deeper philosophical question in many regards. But if you look at um, a lot of places, we get ourselves into trouble with um, expectations about life is when we when we think that it's something that it's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So from like a spiritual perspective, my understanding of the purpose of life is actually to grow you as a being, right? Right. And that growth 
no, growth almost never happens without some sort of stress or you know something that's trying to test the strength of that entity, right? Mm-hmm. So if we think about muscle growth, right, the muscle growth doesn't happen unless there's some sort of adversary to the muscle that will break it down slightly, triggering the body to to repair and enhance that muscle. And so in the same way, this life that you got to expect is going to have some challenges. It's going to have some things that you're not expecting coming at you. If you can expect the unexpected, so to speak, you may not be able to anticipate exactly what that's going to be, but you're going to understand that's going to happen and it's okay. That's part of this experience. And so it makes it a little bit easier for you to be able to um, kind of roll with the punches, so to speak, and to be able to get into flow. Because then you can also understand that um, this process that we're going through, whether it's in business, personal life, or whatever, um, it's it's there's this level of trust, so to speak, with the experience that you have to have in order to get into a state of focus, which I would call flow. Yeah, that's that's excellent. And the uh, the, the example of the muscles, you have to be able to get that gain. You have to have that kind of pushback or that resistance, right? Right. And anything anything where you're going to be getting um, better at stuff uh, requires that you, you're going to have some of that pushback, right? But, but that's the good thing because, you know, if you look at any business that is successful, it's had to go through that pushback and, and get into a place where, and I'm sorry if I'm bringing it back to business, but uh, that's where a lot of my we like business here. Yeah, yeah. No need right, to apologize. Cool. So, with that, then, so the sometimes what resistance does is allows you to create focus where you didn't have it previously, and I think that's pretty critical for me personally getting into flows, being able to identify what is the challenge that we're trying to overcome uh, at this time. And sometimes those challenges aren't things that necessarily have a, a immediate um, need in terms of being addressed. They're actually a longer-term need. So for in our businesses, we do have some immediate things that I have to be aware of. But my business is my main business is structured in such a way that, um, in all reality, I, I what I do today doesn't really impact the results I get today. They impact the results I get six months down the road or a year down the road. So I'm focused in a different area. And so because of that, it may be even easier for me to get into this state of focus on um, the project I'm trying to do. And because of that, it's really easy for me then to get in that state of flow where um, I'm able to just focus on the end objective I'm trying to accomplish and then just eliminate everything else. And I think that that's a pretty big secret because it's helped us at least to be able to move the ball forward, that and then knowing where to focus, right? Yeah, that so yeah, I want to make sure I got all of that. So when you, you you're talking about one a couple of really interesting things, one being that the stuff you're focused on and you're doing today is giving you results that are six months down the road. Right? So it's not like you're doing it today right. and then tomorrow you get that result. And you know, to be totally honest, everybody's in that boat, they just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um they, you know, like even if you're trading um, time for dollars, right? So what that means is you're you're saying, okay, I'm working a job and I'm getting paid hourly for that. You may think that 
everything that you're doing right now, you're getting paid for currently. But, and I try and t- teach this to the kids and guys that work for me and gals that work for me, which is what you are getting paid today is the result of what you did six months a year ago. It rarely has anything to do with, uh, with uh, you know, your current reality. Yeah, that I totally believe that. And that's, that's really interesting because, you know, recently, I don't know if I've told you, but um, I recently got a job and I haven't had like a real, I don't think I've ever really had like a real, real job uh, where I come into an office nine to five and um, as an employee, you know, I've done it for real estate, self-employed, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, what's interesting about it is like, you you know, the skills that are required for this particular job are skills that I learned, you know, at least six months ago and then within the last six months as well for sure. And it was kind of just like the perfect storm of all these things I've been learning and working on that, you know, back then I had no idea that I would be getting a job like this, but now it's like, oh, all these skills suddenly magically are all necessary to do this. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, and if you keep that in mind, then as you're going through whatever you're going through currently, then... I think if you can get into that that mindset of realizing what I'm doing today will be paying me in six months, a year, then it's easier for you to develop the, the other necessary attribute of true flow, in my ex- experience at least, which is uh, patience. Because the patient person is able to get to where they're trying to go by keeping in that mode of focus for longer. If you're impatient with your results and your outcomes currently, then what you're going to do is you're going to self, self-sabotage in some way. And you may not be aware of it, but you're going to be doing things that are going to prevent you from getting the results you want because you're trying to shortcut the process. And so if you can get yourself into that perspective of things that I want to accomplish or the things I want to become are going to take some time, then you actually will get there a lot quicker than the person who wants to have it all right now at this instant. Now, I understand there's probably some people out there that defy that because they've gotten lucky in some way or they had you know, some special experience. But I think that has a purpose too, and it just may not be for everybody. But I think if you can look at things and try and be more patient about them, that it's easier for you to get into that state of flow that will allow you to be able to actually get there a lot quicker than if you tried to go shortcut to shortcut to shortcut. Yeah, totally. And you know what else is interesting the way you're saying that is I think there's a lot of people, particularly our, you know, in our audience today here, that um, are into or at least familiar with the law of attraction and this idea that uh-huh. if I just you know think about this long enough and hard enough, then magically it'll just appear in my life. And I think that you know having having this idea of like a six month to a year kind of delay in a sense of what you're working on and focusing on, you know, won't show up for for a certain amount of time, that can really, like you say, you know, and you're not trying to pressure and jump from shortcuts. If you just go into it with that kind of knowledge, that could probably save someone a lot of uh, a lot of pain. But yeah, a lot of pain for sure. And then the other thing that goes along with that is um, when you have that kind of expectation, you're willing to put forth the effort and say, okay, I'm going to see this through. Um, I understand it's going to take some time. 
you also have to then get comfortable with the fact that whatever you planned out is probably going to change too, and then being flexible enough to adjust to that. So the other problem I see that will get people in trouble is if they do have the patience, what they do is they set up a plan, and then if anything deviates from that plan, then it kills them. You know, it's just like, ah, this isn't working. You know, this isn't happening. And they're not able to adjust to the fact that they didn't have all the information that was necessary when they started, right? So Mm -hmm. you talk about a business plan or whatever, you know, the best business plans garbage within, you know, two days of getting started because you learn as you go through the process. Now, it doesn't mean you should not plan or you shouldn't have some sort of objective, you know, that you're trying to work towards. It just means you need to understand that that plan is going to mature, grow, and develop as you start going through the process of trying to meet it. So if you say, hey, here's what I want to become or here's what I want to do or here's what I want to have or achieve, you know, in a year. So you're willing to be patient enough to to work towards that, let's say. Um, good, that's a first step. Then recognize that you might get six months into it and then have matured as an individual, grown in terms of understanding or knowledge of something to the point that you realize, hey, maybe that's not really what I want after all. Because through this process of going towards it, I discovered that I don't really like what that looks like as I get closer to it. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. that wasn't really what I, I wanted after all. What I wanted was something else, but I saw the shadow of it, and I thought that was the thing I wanted. And so, you know, you may get closer to it and then realize, oh, shoot, I need to adjust because what I am really after wasn't what I thought it was really after. And having the maturity to be able to do that is an important part of flow as well because you've got to be able to see that, oh, things have changed or maybe the market's changed or something external to you that you don't have control over. Be able to adjust to that is the key to be able to be successful then in, in finding, like, you know, kind of that joy and fulfillment from accomplishing what it is you're after. Now, I say that, but there's also then that other side of that, which is self-delusion where, you lower the bar because you weren't willing to put in the effort and you really didn't do the things you needed to do. And so then you change it just to make it easier for you. That's called self-deception. And that's not the same thing as, you know, adjusting to changing realities around you or maturity and growth inter- internally because you were going through the process and actually giving the honest effort, so to speak. And is that um... – yeah, I I totally hear what you're saying. And so, what kind of things could someone do, or resources you have you found, or do you currently use to kind of help prevent that self-deception? You know, um, I would call it prayer. Some of the people may call it meditation. I think that's an important part, just to be able to step back from the grind or the you know where you're going with things. Give yourself some time. Um, you know, in my spiritual beliefs that. I take a Sabbath, which means one out of seven days to detach from work entirely. And that includes play as well. Like I'll spend time with my family and I'll focus more on um, things of a spiritual nature, but detaching from entertainment as well as uh, work one day a week, it gives you a great opportunity to be able to recalibrate as well as recharge you know, your mind and your body so that you can come back and, and hit things harder. So I think that's an important part in terms of this being able to stay um, aware of where you're going and what you're doing. The other part is, you know, not being afraid to question, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? And some people I think are probably naturally more um, self-analyzing 
which can become a fault as well. But some self-analysis and just saying, okay, what am I doing here? Why am I doing it? You know, and being able to be critical of your actions and direction, not to a point of being critical of self, but being able to critically analyze, is this the best direction for me to take? Why did I take this initially? And with the current information I have available to me, is this still the right place to go? So that kind of analysis. You'll notice I'm not saying you necessarily need any guru or book or anything like that to be able to do this. Um, Because honestly, I don't use too many of those. Um, It doesn't mean I don't read books. It doesn't mean I don't listen to gurus. (laughs) But always always adding in that critical analysis into the process. Um, Where I see a lot of people go astray and then get frustrated is when they don't do the critical analysis along with the education. So they'll hear what the guru says and they start doing it, but they haven't done the critical analysis to understand how does this apply to me? How can I use this? And they just try and mimic and mimicking won't get you to where you're ultimately trying to go. You have to be able to do a little bit of critical analysis, be able to evaluate, is this true for me? If you know, Because the reality is we have strategies that people give us, right? We have um, tactics that people recommend to us, but those rec- those tactics and strategies are going to be combined with our personal issues. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and, totally. And the reality is all of us have picked up some personal issues along the way. It could have come from the way that we were raised, um, some unique yet powerful emotional experience we had with friends or non-friends, you know, just people we came into as children. And then we made some assumptions and rules about the way the world worked in order for us to cope and, and go forward and exist. And sometimes those issues get in the way of these strategies and tactics. And so while the guru may be totally legitimate in whatever they're recommending that you should do, um, it does not take into account your own issues that you may not have dealt with or worked through yet. So that can then create a problem and then you you blame the wrong thing. So. I guess the point with all that being is you you got to be enough aware of yourself that you can say, uh, you can be honest with yourself about things so that you can be able to say, okay, where am I and where am I going? But at the same time, not so critical that you, you prevent yourself from taking any action from, you know, being able to take any risk whatsoever. And in particular, I'm coming from this as a perspective of an entrepreneur, which by, by nature is someone who takes, you know, educated risks. So, mm. Yeah, covered a lot of ground there. Not sure if that all flowed for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, very flowing, very flowing. It it reminded me too of um of one of your events. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but you you Ryan does these events. His company Fix Your Funnel does events. Uh, called Claim Your Life Back, and it's about automating um, your business and your life. And one thing that you taught at at one of those events, or maybe even both of them, was kind of this idea of, um, you know, I'm gonna, we're going to give you a ton of information. We're going to give you a ton of tools and techniques and tips and this and that. But here's this kind of technique or idea for not getting overwhelmed okay. and for not trying to do it all at once, you know, kind of like right. here's, you know, you can still take notes on this stuff and have it in your toolbox for some point, but you only – can you do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can go into that because I think that probably is 
the most useful framework that I use personally. And, you know, I had, didn't always have it. And because I didn't always have it, I would get overwhelmed fairly quickly. And I'd actually have to um, turn things off, you know, kind of ignore them, isolate myself so that I didn't get overwhelmed by all the new information and the stress of not implementing all that information, even because right. it would look really good. And so this this framework that you're referring to is really critical for people who tend to have that issue where they'll get exposed to something and they feel like suddenly that is pulling them in a different direction. And then they end up feeling like maybe a wave on the sea being tossed to and fro by, as they say, every wind of doctrine that would come at them from, you know, the gurus or, you know, some great mm-hmm. book that someone recommended or whatever. So the basis for this framework is this concept that in real life, if you were to look at any system, that means a, you know, a number of different things that are happening in conjunction with one another to create an outcome. Um, we might think of a machine, you know, you could even think of something as simple as a hose, right? We take that hose, we connect it to the uh, spout on the side of our home and um, we turn that on and then water flows through that hose and then goes to wherever we're trying to take it. Um, that's a system. And in any system, there's always one thing that constrains the flow of that system, which is, I guess, really appropriate to what we're talking about here. So if I take that hose and I bend that hose, um, I've created a constraint on that system. And that constraint will control the flow of water through it, right? So if I bend that hose a little bit, I'm going to slow down the water a little bit. If I bend it all the way, I can stop the water flow entirely. And what happens is in business in particular, um, which is a system, it's a series of steps going from somebody not even aware that you exist to them finding out about you, um, you learning who they are. Uh, They come and maybe they do business or they ask questions about doing business with you. They do business with you, collect money, money's exchanged, you deliver whatever it is that you promised in some order. And then that money eventually ends up in your personal bank account. So that system somewhere in that at some point in time, there's only one thing that can control the flow of it. So it may be your ability to get your message out about what you do in your business. It may be your ability to, convert somebody who says they're interested into a customer. It may be in your ability to collect money. It may be in your ability to deliver whatever it is you collected money for. But wherever that that constraint is, there's only one constraint in that whole business that controls the flow of profit or money in that business. And so if we spend time working on anything other than the constraint, we actually waste time. And so if you understand and you can accept this concept, I go into it in my book, How to Fix Your Funnel. It's available on Amazon. It's like five bucks. I don't try and make any money on it. It's more of a pay it forward type thing. Um, mm-hmm. But if you go read that book, I talk about this concept in the very beginning. I'm going to give a parable to illustrate it. But what happens is when you recognize this, then you can go and look at any, it can be, and it can be a lot of different things. Uh, it could be a, uh, you know, something in your life that's not business, but if it is business, it's really easy because businesses tend to be syst- a series of systems or steps, you know, put in place so i can go look at that and i can say okay what's really controlling the flow of profit in this business and let's say i just determined that it's converting a lead into a customer well if i'm having trouble converting a lead to to a customer any time money or effort i spend on getting new leads actually doesn't fix the problem (laughs) it can in fact it can make my problem much worse Um, any time i spend on getting better at my craft or my trade doesn't fix the problem necessarily. So Mm -hmm. when you identify where the the constraint is in your system, then you can be exposed to all sorts of information 
And then what you do is you just say, okay, that information about how to get new leads, that's great information, but I don't need that right now. So I can take notes on it. I can set it aside and I don't feel any pressure or constraint. You know, I'm not like compelled by the salesmanship of the person to do anything on it because I know in my own heart and mind that that's actually not going to move the, the dial for me at all in my business. And since my objective in having a business, you know, for, that's a for-profit business is to make money, then there's no sense in me doing anything in any other area than the area that controls how much money I make. Then that's going to be the constraint. So when I understand where that place is that's preventing me from making more money, I, I can pay attention to any other area of business that somebody may be teaching about. And in fact, I want to get that information so it's available to me when I need it, but I don't have to act on it until I actually need it in my business. And so it's very liberating when you understand that concept, because what it means is that you can get exposed to all sorts of information. You can hear all sorts of sales pitches. But when you have a criteria by which you can judge, do I need to take action on this now? Right. Then it makes it frees you to be able to say that's great information or that's a great tool or that's a great offer. But it actually doesn't apply to me currently. So I'm going to stick it here in the for future use pile but it doesn't have to occupy my mind or my life currently because it's not actually going to make a difference for the results I'm trying to get. And so that is, did I do a good job of describing it? You think for those who are just listening? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was perfect. And that's, that's, uh, I was hearing that kind of conversation when you were sharing about the, um, just what you were sharing before, I think it for me it, that's really it, it kind of ties together okay. because yeah, right. I thought that was great. Because that self analysis, that's what I'm basing it off of is this framework. And I wasn't, it's so internal. I sometimes forget that that's even part of the process. But that's that's the analysis <laughs> that I'm talking about in terms of you know when you take that time off and you're thinking about uh, what's going on. I, what I'm analyzing against is this concept of constraints so i'm looking at my business or whatever i'm working on saying what's really the one thing that if i focused on that above everything else would make a difference and um, when you do that and you do it on a regular basis and say okay have i broken that constraint has it moved somewhere else and this is another point for those who are trying to get at least a grasp on this concept there will always be a constraint there's not a process or a place or time or anything like that where there isn't a constraint if we go back to our simple hose example, even if I've got the hose turned on all the way, the amount of water that can come through that hose spigot in the first place is the constraint. So even if all the water I can get into the hose is coming out the other end, there's still that constraint at the at the source. And so there's always a constraint somewhere in the system. Um, and if you recognize that, then you'll know the and you understand then this concept I was getting to earlier, which is life is always going to have something going on. There will always be a constraint in, in life in some place. And that's part of the design of life, from my you know, opinion and my perspective, is that there will always be a constraint. And so there always will be an opportunity to work on something in the business. And you may get to a point where you say, I don't care about the business getting any bigger or growing any further. And that's totally acceptable if that's what you honestly and have decided you want by intent, right? Yep. But until until you get to that point, there'll always be something new to to address in the business, and sometimes it'll stick in the same place for a long time until we finally get that last bit of information or tool or leverage point or whatever that allows us to break that constraint. But if you can go through that analysis and then it'll keep you on 
on track so that you can go for the long haul. So you can be thinking about six months out, a year out, um, because you're thinking about what is the constraint I'm trying to address currently and how do I do things so that I make sure that this doesn't become a constraint in the future. And so when you, when you approach your business in that, in that way, then you're never lost. And that's one of the big challenges I felt at least as a, early in young entrepreneur was feeling lost. Like, what do I do now? And without any criteria or, you know, approach to be able to look at and and analyze things, it's very easy to get lost and even worse pulled in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah. Because any, anybody that's selling something, they always have a direction they want you to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. The person who's trying to convince you to take some sort of action they are obligated to do that. That's just the way it works in in a market where it's a free market where, you know, people are controlling everything. And so you have to expect that that's going to happen. And it's a good thing that it does happen. Otherwise you wouldn't have an opportunity to do the same thing. But when you recognize that they're going to do that and that they have to do that, then you don't feel bad when you realize that's not a match for me. I don't have to be pulled in the direction. That's just what they have to do. Right. So if somebody's selling something to you, you could totally resent them selling it to you, or you could recognize that's what they have to do. And But that's not what I have to have right now, and that's okay. And then you can remove all stress from a situation that may stress some people out, because I know some people get really uptight when people try and sell something to them. They recognize, yeah. hey, that's just what has to happen, but it's not necessarily what I have to be a part of, unless that's what's good for me right now. Then it's really easy to say no. And it's also really easy then to say yes when it actually is a match with what you're trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, for yep. some people, that might even be the the whole concept of not knowing where to focus on their business may be their constraint, right? So I was talking yes. about it in terms of getting leads and converting those leads and whatever. But for a lot of people, they may not even understand that concept whatsoever. So before you came to claim, claim your life back, for example, you may not have understood that concept. So you were just like, where do I even focus? So you had no mm-hmm. idea that there was even a way to analyze that. So you couldn't even know to go there. So for some people, that may be the first layer they're hitting is I don't even know where to focus. I don't even know how to evaluate that uh, properly and then determine what it, what my focus should be. And that's, you know, for some people, that's going to be the place that they start. And once they figure that out, then it'll be somewhere else. But, you know, being able to have that that understanding in the first place is the critical first step. Because if you weren't even aware that you needed to have some sort of criteria by which you would evaluate where you would focus in your business, then you're totally lost until that changes. Totally. And would you say that, I mean, and I guess too, as what you said earlier, it's like this is not just applicable to business, but at, at an unconscious level, this is how you approach your your free time, your life, your outside the business kind of time too. Is that right? Well, yeah, I think everybody does whether they're aware of it or not. You know, we're all evaluating what's important to us and um, we're identifying things that constrain us from getting to what is important to us and then we're finding ways to eliminate those, right? So if mm-hmm. your, big, uh, your big dream is you want to go to some concert, for example, um, if that's like a driving force in your life, you know, I want to attend this concert, I want to be there, I want to hear this music, I want to be with those people or whatever, and you don't have the money for it, it you've identified the constraint. <laughs> so <laughs> now you're going to do whatever you can to eliminate the constraint, which means you're going to try and earn the money 
in some way or save the money up or whatever, which means you may eliminate other things in your budget in order to, you know, get that stuff together. And then it may turn out you don't have time. So then you're going to try and find people to take your shift if you, you know, are working for somebody else. Or if you work for yourself, you're trying to find a way to be able to take that time out of your business and, and be there or whatever, but you'll find ways to eliminate these constraints. So it's a natural, it's actually a natural process that everybody is actually already good at. We've already developed these skill sets. We just don't always, uh, we're not always aware consciously that we're doing it. And so we can't use it um, as a leverage point or as a, a mechanism to help us accelerate our getting to the destinations that we desire to get to. And you'll notice that that's not a shortcut. Uh, so to speak. This is just being aware of how things actually work and how we respond to things and then being able to then align the the game board, so to speak, so that it's in our favor. So it's not cheating. It's not actually a shortcut. It's just a, a matter of using the rules that we already are, have available to us, but we just don't know about them, so we can't take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. That's good stuff. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change gears to you on you a little bit because this is a new sure. a new segment we started um we started here on the show. So uh, it goes like it goes like this. So um, uh, we want you to think about and share with us, if you will, one of your biggest kind of flow experiences or something that you do that really you feel like it totally gets you into flow or even some kind of coincidence that you've experienced that when you think about it, you're just like, man, I was like so like divine or so next level kind of uh, situation. Any, anything like that come to mind? Um, you know, I, I've gotten so into flow that my brother has come into my office, cut the arm hairs on my arm, and I didn't even know what happened. <laughs> So I I almost get into a, a hypnotic state when I get into fo- high focus mode and flow mode, and mm-hmm. you know I honestly at this point I don't even know how it happens anymore. I, w- but there are some some things that I think have happened or that you know environments that I set up to do that. One is um, I, I found all the things that distract and, and get in my way, and I found ways to block or eliminate those. So whether that's having to check email, uh, take phone calls, all that kind of stuff. I found ways to eliminate all that and put everything so that it's at my um, beck and call versus me being at its its beck and call. And for some people, I I know that they'll respond and say, well, that's impossible. You can't do that. You just got to decide what you want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't take phone calls um, almost ever. And if I do have a phone call, it's always by appointment, right? So as you know, Yep. If, if I'm going to talk to anybody, it's always by appointment. And and even then, then I got to make sure I'm <laughs> attached like something that will shock me. So I'll be, be aware of the time. So I've got so much in, set up that blocks interruptions of my time that I'm able to then create these blocks of time where I can focus, it, which means no no interruptions whatsoever. And so I think that's a critical part that I'm not, I'm probably so used to, I don't realize that that's unique. The other part for me is I actually um, I'll use music that um, like I'll, I like a lot, a lot of I don't know, it's electronic dance music or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'll take the same you know ten twenty songs or whatever and I'll just put them in a loop and 
they'll just go over and over again. And it's not about me listening to the music and enjoying it as much as it's creating a steady rhythm, so to speak. And yep. I found that that also helps me to get into flow. Um, didn't always use that, but it's something I've been using more lately that, that I've found has helped. So I'll just have that same set of songs going over and over again. And then what happens is because I go into flow, when I turn the music on, it actually accelerates getting into flow because it's a state that my mind has associated with the music, so to speak. Yep, so yep. that's that's something that I use as well. And I just find that those couple of things, so cutting out anything that can interrupt me and then putting everything at my back and call, so to speak, meaning I can check and see if there's something that needs addressing, but I don't have to. And then the music. And then I have an isolated environment, so I don't have people coming and bothering me. And when I did have an office, because right now my employees work up in Utah or California. They don't work in my office here in Arizona. But when I did have an office in California and I had the employees in there, they knew that they didn't just come in. Um, they almost had to schedule an appointment, so to speak, to get with me. That gave me, again, those blocks of time. So it's something that may not be possible for everybody, but for those that are in a position to create that environment, I think that's a, a big deal in terms of getting into flow for a work or a creative process. That's huge. Yeah, that's really great. Really good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Okay, so I got one more question for you, Ryan. So okay. what's what's going on in your life? What's, what are you the most excited about right now? What's coming up or that you see coming around the, the, the bend here that, that you're just really stoked on? You know, I got a, a number of uh, cool irons in the fire, so to speak. Uh, we got our Claim Your Life back coming up in September, which I'm very excited about just because of the results we've been able to get with people. Uh, that one isn't so much about financial. That's more, for me at least, it's more about giving back. And um, I feel pretty fortunate to be in the position I'm in in my life right now. And it, it couldn't have gotten there without a few mentors that were able to point me in the right direction at the right time in my life. And so part of uh, why we do Claim Your Life Back is to be able to do that for other people too. So. That's exciting. That's coming up in September um, 8th through the 10th. We're going to do that one in Huntington Beach, and I'm pretty excited about that at the Shore Break Hotel, which is a killer hotel. Um, if you haven't been there, recommend it. Then, um, you know, we've been working on our, our messaging, our SMS and, and phone, so we're redoing our dialer um, to allow us to get some more additional features that our current dialer doesn't have. And that has been phenomenal. We've like totally transformed a number of businesses that rely on um, phone conversations to warm contacts with that. And we've picked up some pretty great uh, customers with that and just seeing the transformation that their businesses are taking by um, taking a kind of a revolutionary approach to outbound calls has been killer that combined with, um, you know, text messaging. So we're doing some pretty cool things that a lot of people aren't doing. And because of that, we're getting some awesome results for the people who are following our, our lead on that. And, you know, it's just really a lot of different things around messaging. And, and uh, text messaging is something that I kind of scoffed at when people first started talking about it to me uh, back in, like, 2009, 2010. Because I just was thinking, yeah, that's interesting, but that's not really that big of a deal. But as we've gotten into it over the last um, six years or so, uh, I've been 
more impressed every day with how something that seems so old because texting has been around for about 20 years is actually becoming very new for business and like people that are using it right are getting huge bumps off of it and you kind of see that trend coming with facebook focusing more and more on its own messenger and so there's some real opportunities out there with being able to communicate with customers in the way that they want to and we kind of feel like texting is a is on that forefront because it's convenient. It doesn't interrupt people's flow. It can actually give them the opportunity to respond at the time that's most convenient for them. And for all those things, I, I'm pretty excited. So we're doing that, and we're also doing some stuff with Facebook, which um, we, I, I think you know, we've been using Facebook marketing to grow, um, you know, seven-figure businesses for years now. But we've never really taught that but we've been developing some special tools to facilitate doing some of the things that we've done for years. And so that's been kind of cool as well. So it's all about these medias that are not traditionally used by businesses today. Like email is used by everybody, but it's just a dog in my opinion. So getting beyond email, getting into texting the phone, which is an old one, but it's kind of died off and putting it in its proper role in combination with texting and also then getting into the Facebook marketing so really trying to help small businesses get huge competitive advantages by doing stuff that their competitors just aren't even aware are options. Yeah, that's that's so cool. That's one thing that that I really love about you guys and you know being in your Facebook page and seeing the kind of stuff, the questions that other people are asking and the stuff that they're implementing and the way they're using your tools and the way that I personally use your tools, um, you know, the the SMS conversations from stage the the dialer you know when um we were doing outbound calls for the real estate company so yeah it's it's yeah. very powerful I and mean, you guys are just so innovative in that area and um that's really cool good stuff yeah so it's it's been good you know we feel real fortunate and uh we're just excited to help small businesses i realize we're just getting started as well um but you know everybody's got to get started at some point we're enjoying our start nice <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Ryan, um, I know there's going to be some people out there that are hearing this and they're like, "Man, I want, I want more information about that." And uh, and you know, they definitely should pick up a copy of your book because that that book is really clear and it's an easy read, a fun read, and it makes total sense uh, for business. And I think it applies to life to life too. So, um, is there a way that people who want more information can can get it from you? Totally. I mean, if they want to just, if they've got questions and they kind of want to connect with um, with us about those, they can try texting us at 760-621-8199. Again, that's 760-621-8199. And they can just text anything in and they'll go to my team and they'll be able to connect us. If you want to try and do it direct through Twitter, you can do, my Twitter handle is Ryan, R-Y-A-N, the letter J. Chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N. So I'm on Twitter at that, and I think my Facebook's the same or whatever. So if you can connect with me, one of those, um, that'll probably do it. And, uh, yeah, so if you have questions, I'm always happy to to try and answer them. And, uh, you know, of course, they can always get a hold of me through you if they they can't remember any of the stuff I just shared. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, this, and I'll have uh, some of these notes um, on the website, findyourflow.com forward slash podcast. And you can look for the episode with Ryan Chapman, and I'll have his um, 
his contact information there and information about the Fix Your Funnel app and book and all that good stuff. So, yeah, and I would if you have yeah. Amazon Prime, just mm-hmm. pull up Amazon Prime or Amazon on your phone and type in how to fix your funnel and grab the book. It's five bucks. Again, I'm not going to make any money off of it. Not that, that would be a bad thing. But mm-hmm. that book will help give you some of that framework that you and I were talking about earlier with more clarity. So that's a good first step for anybody that found anything valuable in what we talked about today. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's a great book. I highly recommend it. So, uh, Well, Ryan, I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy dude. And so I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us and share all this information with our listeners. Any uh, closing remarks? No, just uh, keep listening to this podcast. This is a smart <laughs> dude, and you'll continue to learn great stuff to help you stay in the flow. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. All right, friends. Well, that uh, concludes this exciting episode of the Find Your Flow podcast. I appreciate you guys. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. And until next time, my friends, be flowing. Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.